hello. Maddie Rice. Are you recording already? I need you to trust me and Maddie Rice because we're novices. What's up, everybody? It's episode six. Oh, my goodness. If you read the title, you know today's episode is a little bit different than what we are used to. This is Trust Me, I'm a Novice, the podcast about connections. We are talking science, psychology, spirituality, and about ourselves. I'm your host, Sammy St. Ledger. I got sick of listening to my own voice and decided, let's listen to somebody else's. I decided to bring in a lifelong friend to talk to us about post-grad life, your early 20s, whether it's after college, whether it's just being in your early 20s and what it's like going through that transition. So she's here to talk with me about breakdowns and breakthroughs of post-grad life and look at a lot of other circumstances, whether it's post-pandemic or whether it's the notion that college is the best four years of your life. We are about to break things down. Trust me, trust yourselves, trust our guest today, Maddie Rice, and trust the process because we are about to get started. Today, I have a guest that I am a close friend with, and I am so excited that today you guys get to listen to our first interview. My guest today was also a U of I grad from the College of Media, just like me, and the way we met was pretty funny in hindsight. Welcome, Maddie Rice. (laughs) Yay, thank you for having me. I'm a big fan of the pod. Love your work. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, me and Maddie go way back. We're in similar careers, so it's been fun talking to her about everything that's been going on. But Maddie, do you want to tell them the story of how we met? I would love to tell the story of how I met Sammy. So I guess I'll start by saying I am a year older than you, Sammy. Yes. A lot of people don't know this or they like forget it instantly because we're sick as thieves and we're always doing all of our funny, silly content and you know all of our fun projects we do a lot of them together and like collaborate on a lot of stuff you're great to work with (laughs) um but yeah it all started with good morning Illini which is a little morning show at the University of Illinois and it was pretty small when we first started I'm blanking on the year but it must have been 2018 I think 17 I think yeah, it was right yeah, at the new year. Yeah, but it was my yes, freshman year and your sophomore. Yes, but I had just switched media, so it was kind of like my second freshman year in a way. Yeah, but we, I was at this big info meeting that I heard about from like a mutual friend. And I guess you were there for the same reason, but I had a Hufflepuff pop socket on my phone. And I feel that's where it all started, right? You yes. were like, Hufflepuff. <laughs> everybody loves everybody loves to hate Hufflepuffs, but I think, I mean, 
Okay, not to get too technical, but Hufflepuff is J.K. Rowling's favorite house. Exactly. So I feel like that means it is kind of the best one. Exactly. So, well, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Basically, yeah, Maddie, we were both... I want. I don't know if we even saw each other before that, but we came into the studio one morning, and you'd come in when it was going live. Good morning, Line. I went live on like the local channels and YouTube and all those streaming platforms. And I just mm-hmm. remember, yeah, we we both had that moment when you're new in college and you have no friends, and we just kind of like looked at each other. And I saw, yeah, I'm also Hufflepuff. Shout out. Uh, we're not lame. And I remember I saw Maddie's pop socket and was like, "Yo, that that pop socket's sick." And from then on, we spent. Technically, oh, technically four years together doing Good Morning Illini. Four? Or no, I mess. no, yeah. it's I'm three because I'm messing up the semesters. No, wait, three and a half. There we go. Yeah, like three and a half. I mean, I feel like it's safe to say that it felt like a lot longer the seasons of semesters. So it was like, it was like more than five seasons that we worked together on the show. Yeah. And we... Guys, not to shoot our own horns, but I feel like we really turned that show into something really fun and welcoming because of people like Sammy and people like our friends in Andorarty and, you know, people like Mariah Tuesman. Yeah, that experience was great to make friends, but also to, like, learn what a functioning team it looks like. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I feel like the friends that I made at Good Morning Illini, like yourself, were totally lifelong friends. Yes. But I think the practical experience of being like a little team and a little production and having some goal that you are always together collectively working towards every week really helped me with my transition from being a college student to like an actual working member of the workforce in the media industry. Yeah, definitely. Well, and so for people that didn't go into any type of media, the interesting thing about the major is that you actually are pretty much doing your job for four years of college. Yeah. And so it's like you kind of go from doing a job and you just it feels like you're in the workforce, but you're still a student. Because even then, like, for instance, if you are a journalism major, you are a journalist during that time. And that is like your title. Doesn't matter that you're a student. Yeah, yeah which I think is really cool. I think it definitely fosters the like it attracts like hustlers. And I think the College of Media is definitely like young hustlers and we're all like doing, anyone you talk to is doing at least three things, three like big time commitment things on top of classes. I think that type of personality where like we love to work hard, we love what we do, helps so much in post-grad. Yes. It totally helps you get a job and make you stand out when you're applying and I, I know like a lot of people are applying to jobs right now because it's just the crazy, this crazy hiring and quitting and big, big transitional time in the professional world right now. But yeah, I think having that experience, even though maybe your GPA isn't like super, super high, maybe it is. But I think people really do look at everything that you do and they're, they're going to consider you as a person, as a student as a worker, as a team member, and they're going to look at the whole picture. That's, that's my experience so far. Absolutely. Yeah. And so speaking of your experience, so while I've been out of school for about six months now, which is already crazy to think about, you graduated a year before me and you graduated, I mean, technically I graduated during the pandemic, but you graduated when, I remember March, I got ripped out of Europe studying abroad, but you didn't even get to walk at graduation. So tell me a little yeah. bit about that and kind of how post-grad started off for you. Post-grad started 
off for me. I feel like postgrad started early because I don't want to paint with too big of a brush, but I would say that in my experience, once March of 2020 hit and things were like, okay, hard shutdown on, you know, no more school, no more work, no more anything that was considered the everyday. Once that day, like March 13th or whatever it was, it's a little different for everyone. Once that hit, that kind of felt like I was done with college, I was done with school. I didn't have all the things that my world, my like college world was composed out of anymore. I went home <laughs> and I stayed home <laughs> for a long time and I didn't walk. Like you mentioned, they didn't really announce it right away because there was a lot to figure out in those first weeks of March of 2020 when things went crazy. But yeah, they were like, there's just not a way we can safely have the graduation. We come from a big university with a lot of international students and a lot of people that would be flying in and flying out and staying in the community and it just wasn't going to work. And that's a story with a lot of things that got canceled in the last, I don't want to say two years, but yeah. um, which is wild. I was going to say, did you feel like as far as not getting to walk, I feel like it went one of two ways because did you feel like as first off, like you didn't get closure of graduation? Did you even feel like you had graduated? Mm, that's a good question. I guess it, I mean, I thought I was going to be really, really discouraged. I think I mentioned there were like some weeks leading up to like, are we really going to cancel graduation or are we going to try and make it happen? How's it going to look? The week leading up to it, I was like, uh, I will freak out if I don't get to graduate you live. I mean, obviously I'll graduate. Like I'll have a certificate. I like finish my classes. But that ceremony exists for that reason because it is a huge accomplishment. And my family went to U of I. I'm a townie. I'm from Champaign-Urbana. My dad went there. And my uncle went there. And so I was like, what? This is going to suck. But I will say when the news broke, I felt really at peace with it. I was really surprised at how calm I was at receiving that news. And I was, I've said this before with you, Sammy, obviously off mic, but I feel like the pandemic really put this pressure, especially on young people of like, okay, you get two paths, pick, pick one. You got to pick one and you got to pick one right now. And it's big decisions that you have to make on a dime. And Sometimes they're huge, like, am I going to move in with my parents or am I going to continue to try to live somewhere else? Those big decisions, and sometimes they're decisions of, like, how you're going to handle this news externally, like, what am I going to do? But also internally, how am I going to react? And I think that's one valuable thing the pandemic taught me from this situation of am I going to get the walk or not is just being able to take tough news and be totally at peace with it and be like, you know what? Okay. And it really saved me from like spiraling. Just the ability to be a piece of the situation and be like, I'm lucky. I'm so lucky. I have my health. I have somewhere to go. I have, you know, insurance if something does go wrong. Like all the things that you consider yourself really blessed and lucky and fortunate to have. Yeah, I think the pandemic made me really like grateful for my foundation and my circle and yeah yeah but it was hard it was hard for everyone definitely well and I get exactly what you're saying in the sense of too 
the weirdest thing about postgrad, and I think we experienced it a little bit differently because of the pandemic, is especially at a Big Ten university or Big 14, whatever they call it. I'm always confused about that. But long story mm-hmm. short, yeah, right. I'm like, does anybody know? Um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> basically, you go from this insanely fast paced life for four straight years and then it cuts off and very often either you have a job set up but realistically getting into the workforce right away the odds it's a job that you love are not uh astronomical so you either move right into the workforce and everything slows down because you're just working instead of you know seeing your friends every day trying new things going new places or you go into the job application process and you are somewhat unemployed for a lot of months. So either way, everything just slows down in a way that you don't expect. And I think had the pandemic not made me during my junior year, slow down and get used to a very, very different pace of life, I think the transition would have been a lot harder. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, it's tough. It's really, everyone was hit with the pandemic in like the worst way in their own life if that makes sense like my youngest Mm -hmm. sister was like about to go into middle school when the pandemic hit and then you would think oh that's a sweet time for the pandemic to hit because well you might think that because you know middle school doesn't have the best reputation (laughs) 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 I feel like that's safe to say (laughs) I I don't think anyone looks back on middle school as like the best time for their life so I was like it's easy for me at first, foolishly, of course, I was like, oh, well, like, lucky her that she doesn't have to go to middle school and she gets to just hang out and be a kid. She doesn't have to worry about jobs and moving and she's got it easy. But spending more time with her, obviously, because we were all living in the same house again throughout the pandemic, I really saw that transition that she missed. And this is a bit of a tangent, but I, I get what you're saying with the, like, adjusting to a pace change because you really miss out on some social stuff I'm really glad that you were able to have like a strong friendships that were made and a strong social life prior to the pandemic and sorry that that was ripped away from you in such a weird way it sounds like you were able to keep in contact with your with your closer friends I know you and I saw each other safely when we could and would talk all the time and take time and message and stuff but yeah when you're little it's tough you really miss out on like you know learning how to how to socialize in that setting definitely definitely but like you said it definitely set us up I think to be super adaptable with like what you were saying earlier to be able to take bad news and kind of be like all right let's keep going which is yeah yeah which is transitioning me and Maddie were uh chuckling earlier we said uh Postgrad is <laughs> oh god, we we said postgrad is a lot of breakthroughs and breakdowns, and yeah, uh, yeah I would say it's it's good and bad, the best of times, the worst of times. Yeah, I think it definitely got me ready to handle just not even just bad news, but just a lot of change and an intense amount of unpredictability that accompanies graduating. Why don't you share one of your breakthroughs <laughs> and maybe a breakdown? <laughs> That's a good point. I think the breakdown, and I kind of talked about this on other episodes, and I think so many people our age feel like this. We, my sister brought this up. She mentioned that most kids post-graduation back in the day or at some point, like pretty much took a year off. 
I know some people call it a gap mm-hmm. year before they go on to other school, but for us, I mean, the rest of my life is a gap year. Uh, <laughs> but no, just kidding. And <laughs> basically, you leave school, and because of what you see on social media, and because of a lot of pressure that we put on kids in education now, you think you're gonna be whatever successful looks like overnight. And I think the breakdowns come along when you're just not where you want to be. And it doesn't mean you might not be there in a month, but I think once you hit realizations, like whether you're not meeting certain goals or there's the existential, what do I want to do with my life crisis that everyone dips their toes in from time to time. So I think a lot of it was just breakdowns of being too hard on myself and not understanding that this slowdown is a very natural post-process. I'm going to actually swing it to you before we talk about breakthroughs. What would you say was the root or what type of breakdowns had you been experiencing? What breakdown with postgrad was mm. I experiencing? Yeah. Um, I, well, I relate a lot to what you have just said. Of, I don't know. I would say that the breakdown for me come when I put a lot of pressure on myself to figure it all out right away. Yeah, I think in a previous episode, Sammy, you mentioned, I think it was the second episode, something about just like listening. Some people are like just seeking a friend to listen when they're going through something. Mm-hmm. Others have a hard time with that because there are some people that are more geared towards solutions and how do we get there and how do we get there now and how do we fix this and let's make it better. And I will own it. I am totally one of those people. I am a planner. I am a little bit of a worrier as a side effect of that. And I am definitely someone that is like, all right, what's the plan? How are we going to fix this? And yeah, that's not always the best way to be, is it? And that's when those breakdowns happen for me is, okay, I have my degree, I guess. I mean, I got a diploma in the mail. <laughs> so, so it's I been guess explained. I graduated. <laughs> yeah, so like that's been, from my understanding, I'm a college graduate now. Now what? And I'll be clear, I was really lucky. I had a couple jobs kind of lined up right before the pandemic hit. And one of those worked out. I won't say it was my first choice, but I was super lucky to like, have a job in some capacity at the time of graduating was it my dream job no but I had something to do at least to keep busy until I figured out the next step and I think in a way that was my breakthrough was like okay I have a job in my field great that's a great achievement for someone in my situation yeah being I I think I think for me and a lot of people I moved through it too quickly where I was like I didn't like give myself time to sit in my success of that. And like, I didn't really get to celebrate that victory because I was already thinking about the next step and how I'm going to have a better job and how things are going to be so much better in a year. And what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? And while that mentality and that mindset and that drive helped me get to this new job that I now have, and I live in the city of Chicago and I have a great new apartment. I have a great new job and I really like my new lifestyle that's great. And my drive is something that got me there. But I will say, I looking back, I wish I had just sat, slowed down for a minute and then like, allowed myself to just see if I was more content with my life. Obviously, that's impossible. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but there's kind of not a ton of sense in thinking about, oh, I wish I handled, I wish I'd done this. 
looking back isn't always that helpful, but I will say that's something I learned is like when you have a breakthrough, celebrate it. Yeah. When you have a breakdown. And when you have a breakdown, also to like yin to that yang, so to speak, is sit in it. Be be sad. You can be sad for a week or two or a month or whatever. Be upset about it. Feel all the feelings that you're feeling and move through it at a natural pace and just don't force stuff so much. Don't push yourself. These deadlines that we gave ourselves, they're from society, guys. They're from Instagram. They're from the timeline. They're not real. You don't have to have, you don't have to be married by 25. You don't have to have kids by 30. You don't have to, you're not doing that stuff you don't want to. Um, right? Yes. Yeah. But I would just say like move through it at your pace, do it naturally. And if it's meant for you, it won't pass you. So just, yeah, celebrate the victories and be sad when you're sad. Yes. I to- oh, I totally, yes, I totally agree with what you were saying. I was so shook how you said was celebrating. I forget what episode mm-hmm. I talked about it in. <laughs> but yeah, where it's <laughs> so funny, you graduate and instead of being like, oh yeah, this is so great. I accomplished it. I was in school for 16 years. Instead, I'm going to be like, oh, but I'm not. Yeah. Like you said, I don't have my own place yet. I haven't moved out yet. You just start running down the list of things that are wrong. When in reality, it's yeah. like, you just made a massive accomplishment. Totally. And you did. So you know what? Good job, Sammy. I'm really proud of you. Oh, thanks. That was really hard. What you did. <laughs> thanks, dog. <laughs> oh, man. You're welcome, dog. Oh, uh, 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 goodness. Um, anyways, yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Well, what you were saying with as far as you said, what, well, you don't have to get married at 25. It That reminds me just the other day, I was with one of my friends from high school catching up. And she was saying, and this is goes along with having breakthroughs, because I would say this was one of mine, too. She decided to swap majors, basically. So she was in whatever at 22 instead of 21 when if you were on this perfect track, you in theory were supposed to be at. And we were talking about how the weirdest thing about young adult life is that it'll hit you all at once because you grow up and you have to go to school. You're following everybody else's rules for so many years of your life. And sometimes you follow rules that you think you have to follow, but they're just more or less a blueprint that somebody created for you. And all at once, it's like, yeah, there is no timeline. I think it's crazy. And you have to ask yourself, who created this timeline that I feel like I have to have a job at this time, move out at this time, whether it's get married, whether it's have kids, whether it's travel the world, there's no timeline. And I think you have to pull yourself out of the timeline that you have to achieve things at a certain period of time because it will only add stress. Absolutely. Yeah, it will only add stress and it will add worry and it can't be good for your skin. All of these things <laughs> cannot be good for the skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. If it's bad for the skin and bad for the sleep, you really need to consider if it's, if it's worth having in your life. True. The, <laughs> the number one priority <laughs> is the skin. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. So I definitely think that's a crazy thing that it's like, there's no timeline to follow. And the sooner you accept that, the better. And even, I mean, spiritually, people talk about like divine timing that, you know, if you believe in any type of higher power, whatever that may be, that everything lines up at a certain time because it's supposed to. And the minute you just trust that it's going to happen, things start falling into place. I always would crack up. I don't know if you've had this experience, Maddie, but whenever I'm tweaking about work or people or God knows what. And I go down to my sisters for the weekend and I have a ton of fun. Don't bring my laptop. 
I've noticed anything that I've wanted comes in while I'm having a ton of fun because I'm not thinking about it and I'm super relaxed. So I always think that's kind of funny. Yeah. The minute I stop tweaking. No, you're absolutely right. That's how I got this whole new setup in the city that I obviously you and I have talked about it a bunch off, off mic. But yeah, it's almost jarring how neatly things line up when they're just supposed to be happening. Yeah. And I can tell myself all day long, every day in the mirror, I could say to myself, all of these things that we've been saying this whole episode of relax, celebrate the victories, allow yourself to feel the feelings at your own pace. If it's meant to you, we'll pass you. All of these things that are true. It's good things. And I know they're true because they've proven themselves to me. I don't, I, it's always a process. I always will forget or doubt. You know what I mean? Yes. You have to, it's so like it's a practice. It's a process to absorb. It's a practice. Definitely practice. I feel like I should meditate. So like I should consolidate this episode into a short phrase and just say it to myself every day in the mirror or something like that because it's true and it's totally proved itself to me. Like, for example, I knew I wasn't happy with my old job and things were starting to open up and I knew things were hiring and I was like, feel like this is the time my boyfriend got a job offer in the city and we lived together so I just felt myself being pulled to Chicago I wanted to move there I always wanted to move to a city and have like a big girl job right out of college or you know shortly after college whatever and I was like it's not gonna work it's not gonna work and I'm freaking out and I was so like distraught and stressed about how am I gonna pull off this big move so quickly and just in one week, not even a week, like four days, everything lined up. Yeah, it, it just all happened where like in four days, it's like you go from having no job lead to having an interview in person. You go from no way to get a sub lead and no new apartment lead to having both of those things, it, you know, in like 24 hours, all these big things. Once they start to check themselves off the list, you realize you're doing too much of the work. Yeah, like you're mentally overthinking it so constantly when it's like you could just make sure you're still doing little stuff to figure it out. But anytime you're freaking out, it's in hindsight, it's yeah. such a waste of valuable mental space. Of course, of course, you want to be on top of it and you want to be responsible and you want to make good decisions that you think through, especially when they're big decisions like moving out of your hometown for the first time. But sometimes when you get like once I got to this spot, once I moved and got the job, got the new apartment and made this big switch, I realized I was in my own way for the entire lead up to that move. Like this would have been such a fluid process if I would have just let it flow and not been like, like the stress is so unnecessary. Dang. Yeah. I was in my own way. I love that. I feel like people say that a lot. Get out of your own way. Cause it's true. If you're not mm -hmm. going with the flow and again, it's so hard if you naturally overthink, I feel you. But the minute you can chill and just go with the process to the best of your ability, it makes things so much easier. Yeah. And again, that is so easy to say and so difficult to execute, but even just one thing, that you can do to remind yourself like if you're looking for a new job it's so hard and things are online all the time anyway so it's really hard to have the i feel like in-person stuff gives you way more closure 
And it's just way easier to be on the same page as employers or friends or partners or family members or whoever it is that you're in connection with. But yeah, just try not to let yourself overthink anything too, too much. Definitely, definitely. And speaking of that, you talked about moving. You're in Chicago now. I've been to your place. It's pretty sick. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, take, yeah, right. I know. Nice. These big words like connection when I say sick. But I was going to say, take me through that moving process because I'll start by saying a really funny thing that I've at least experienced was for our majors, a lot of times you get told you have to take a job, not in Chicago. You got to move to an obscure town to get your start. And sometimes that is true. But it's funny because when you're young, I can't tell you how many times, at least I don't know if you remember me telling you, but I would be like, yeah, no, I might have to move to whatever state after this. That's fine. And I just assumed when I graduated, I would be so down to just dip to wherever. But then you graduate and it's like, okay, well, I have friends here. I have family here. I definitely was thought it was so funny. I just expected that my mindset would change overnight. So that being said, you obviously just moved. How did that come about? But more than that, how has the experience been and what thoughts got you ready to go? So with the move, I will say, one, the experience has been great. It's awesome. I love my new lifestyle. I love my new job and my new apartment is sick, as you said. Thank you for noticing how sick my new apartment is. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of plants. One of them died, actually, Sammy. Oh, I'm actually? So I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. It was a big pasta, so it's okay, <laughs> but I'm a little sad. Uh, winter. I hate that things die in the winter. It's so lame. It is lame. Um, but anyway, other than my pasta's dying in the move, it's been great. It's been a huge adaption. I will say that for sure. I don't think, and this, this is one thing I know for sure, um, Shout out Oprah. Shout out I Oprah. I was wondering if you were referencing <laughs> Oprah. Oh, yes. I, I definitely am. <laughs> oh, she has a great day I, I am grateful for the pandemic because I would never have been able to move to Chicago right out of graduating U of I. If the pandemic had never hit, I just, it wouldn't have worked. It would have been so hard for me because I grew up in Champaign-Urbana to a lot of people, it's a college town, and it is a college town. It's a college town to me, too. But it's a town college, if that makes sense to me, where mm. it was just my home. It's my home first. Yeah, I grew exactly. up here. I, I know. I go into any store, and there's at least one person that I know, whether it's my mom's hairstylist or my dance teacher from elementary school. There's always characters like that, and getting around is so easy. All of these things that, make, that I love about Champaign-Urbana. And here's the, the Oprah part. Never would have been able to make that transition to a big city. But because of the pandemic, that ground zero that I started at, the slate was totally wiped clean in the pandemic. And I was like, I sat and I figured my shit out. Sorry to say. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I figured everything out. Um, in that year or so, you know, give or take. And because I had that ground zero, I was able to be like, okay, yeah, I can't do this. I am ready. I know what I want now because I've been forced to sit and think about it. I've been forced to evaluate a lot of things about like what I really want. And I daydream a lot, especially in the pandemic. I was like, 
okay, what am I daydreaming about? Am I daydreaming about staying in Champaign for another year or two or three? Or am I daydreaming about moving to a city and having a job and having a commute and all the things that come with it, like traffic or the price tag, which is real. It is expensive to live here. Not as expensive as you would think. You have roommates and a job. You can do it for sure. But yeah, I never would have been able to do it if I hadn't had that year of rest to adjust to nothing to then jump into all the craziness of living in Chicago. Yeah, what you actually wanted deep down. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely. And it was so funny because Maddie moved out and she like mentioned moving, but that makes sense that you said it was overnight because I remember you posted on Instagram, you're at your place. And I was like, dog, since when when did you leave? (laughs) And I was really (laughs) happy for you, but also really confused because I was like, did I just fall asleep for a month and wake up and Maddie now lives in Chicago? So that was that was pretty funny. I felt that way too. It really, really happened in one week. It was a really, really busy week. And I was really tired, but yeah, it all just comes together. You can plan, and I did this, you can plan for months, years. You can make PowerPoints, you can make spreadsheets, you can have a million Indeed applications in your sent box in your email, but it, it really just takes the one. Yeah, so, it does. You know, it takes if one you can thing. do one thing today, that's all it really takes. Yeah, you know, definitely. That's like some of the best advice I've gotten is if you can. One day I'll talk about who I got the advice from, but he's pretty. He's a pretty cool, dude. And basically, <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Uh, but yeah, basically, he said if you can do a guy that's really successful now in media, he was nice. Emailed me back and basically said if you can make ten degree turns each year. For 10 years, Mm. you will, by the time you're at 100% or however you described it, because I think mathematically, if it's degrees, it'd be 360. But basically that at some point you (laughs) will, yeah, you will be living the life that you want. So taking little steps each day and it can be anything. I think it also doesn't have to be just towards your career. There's that idea of acting like the person you want to be. Maybe it's going to sleep earlier, but making a change that you're at least starting to resemble who you want to become. It could be anything. It could be anything. Obviously, we're talking about all of this stuff through the lens of post-grad life, yeah, which is relevant to a lot of people that listen to your podcast, like me. <laughs> but, you know, if you want to become vegan, if you want to lose weight, if you want to stop having a car and ride your bike everywhere, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Everything is kind of abides by these rules. It's like, it's almost like universal rules that we're talking about. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Also, now I'm going to swap up the conversation just a little bit because I want to give some hope to everybody that's still in school. And I've talked about this with a couple friends now. Let's break down this notion that college is the best four years of your life. Mm. It's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's Did we cover it? I think we covered it. <laughs> yeah. Do we, is that uh, is pretty simple to the point? I think no I mean of (laughs) course there's more to it than that but no it's not the best four years of your life it's crazy talk right I was thinking about it that first off like I said college sometimes you don't drink water for a week so it's like it's I was actually just thinking about that (laughs) (laughs) that's the first in my mind too is like you're not taking care of yourself in college how are you thriving if you can't even drink a bottle of water yeah exactly and that's what's funny to me that I think 
to an extent, when you tell young kids that and you prep them to go to school, maybe it encourages them to want to go saying, oh, it's so great. It's so much fun. And it is great. And it is fun. But I think anytime we tell ourselves, oh, this is going to be it, that's mentally getting your mindset in a spot that everything after this is never going to compare. So I'm a big believer in self-fulfilling prophecies when it comes to your mindset on things. And for me, I think I've had, like I said, now while there's been some breakdowns, I think post-grad already in different ways has been a lot more fun than my time in college. And I had a blast in college. But it's definitely, it's no, by no means is the best four years. I think every year of your life can be the quote best year for a different reason. Yes. I would say I've had some of my best years in life so far while being in college. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like I've yeah. had great years in oh, college. Yeah. It I've was also great. had some real like, some real like bummer years in college. I don't know. Like awesome years. wasn't a great year. It was highs and lows. And that is like, college is kind of like this caged, accelerated, tiny life. Yeah. You go through a lot of phases in college, at least I did. And you're, because everything's on a semester basis, and sometimes it's eight-week basis, you're in an eight-week class, everything is really, really accelerated. You're moving, like, every six months you're moving. That's crazy. Yeah, everything changes. You're putting a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, you're putting a lot of change on your young little bodies and minds, and it's hard if your friend groups change and you have boyfriends and you have girlfriends. Yeah. Every aspect of life changes really fast in high school. Sorry, not high school. Maybe that too. Yeah, but that college too. is what we're <laughs> talking about right now. <laughs> For better or worse, things change really fast. And that's a bit of a life lesson, but I don't think things are so like willy-nilly in the real world like they are. Yeah. In college. Yeah. And I think too, it's not sustainable. That way of living where you, your sleep schedule is mm-hmm. whack. You're so overworked, but even though you're overworked, you're irresponsible. So you decide to go out that night after doing all of your work and you hardly have any alone time. For me, I slowly deteriorate when I don't have any alone time. And you're, yeah. yeah, working out is up in the air. Eating healthy is up in the air. Access to fresh food can be up in the air. And also something to be said for not seeing your family a ton. I think you get so much comfort from being around people that aren't your age. I mean, I love older people and I love talking to people that can help mentor me or just be my friend. So you don't have access to wellness, I would almost say, when you're down at school. You have to almost fight for wellness when you're in college, whereas after it's a lot easier to, right? Doesn't it? (laughs) It's how I feel. It feels like, yeah. I mean, they've added a ton of things even since I've been there. There's like a Target on campus now. Yes, which is amazing. Which is great. And that's huge. And I can't believe it took that long. But I will say it's kind of like a bit of a island. You're on like Gen Z Island when you're in college, which is great and fun (laughs) for like four (laughs) years. But like sooner or later, I thought it was a big funny kick to go to my internship when I was in college because I got to talk to people that weren't 19. And I was like, oh, how funny. They They have such an interesting take on everything. And they're not living in this little bubble. And it's a fun bubble to live in. It's super fun to always have people your age. But it's wild to go back there and see, sit in a restaurant on a college campus. The server is 19. Customer is 19. The janitor is maybe even 19. It's really, really crazy that everybody is the same age. Everybody has the same 
more or less tendencies. I won't say everyone's the same. Obviously, we all have different personalities and backgrounds and, and biases and everything. But it's exactly what you said, Sammy. It is not sustainable to live in a world where there's just people your age because you don't really get, you don't really grow so, so much and you don't get that input and experience and life just isn't quite as rich yes. when you're kind of in the same bubble all the time. I love that. Life isn't as rich when you're in the same bubble all the time. That is so true. Yeah. Yeah. I, life is rich. Yeah. Life is rich when there's people you disagree with all the time around you. It's always interesting. Seeing new faces and, and new places is, is always good for the soul. Yeah, definitely. And I guess going off of that, I would say post-grad, there's just so many perks, even if you're living at home, because you can cook, you can sleep in, you're not woken up at random hours, you take care of yourself. Everything is so much easier. And anyone that's really routine oriented, it is so nice to get into some form of routine. And I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know how you feel. I think too, something could be said for you really start to appreciate your own time and I have lost yeah. a lot of FOMO that I experienced in college. I no longer care so much about what's going on and whether or not I'm there. I feel like I'm a lot more, yeah, yeah I do what I want to do instead of what people want me to do. Yes. And I will say, and maybe this is a good, like, almost wrap up you takeaway from this conversation. Mm. It's something that I just realized myself just now. Oh, breakthroughs. <laughs> it's a breakthrough. And my breakthrough that I just had was, my first year-ish out of college has really been about learning to say good for them instead of reacting in jealousy or spite or, well, bitterness. Seeing someone that was like a friend or a peer in college get a great job, get a great apartment, get to move to this awesome new place or go on this great trip or have this great boyfriend or get engaged or something really great, being able to say good for them. Genuinely, I'm so happy for them instead of I'm so jealous of them. I love that. Yes. It's really hard, especially with social media. Really hard to do that. But I'm I'm getting there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to say that I like, I say we wrap up on that because that was very wholesome takeaway. Long story short, I think to conclude everything that we've been saying, for all those in college now, post-grad is a mix of a lot of things, but overwhelmingly, it's good. You have a lot of self-growth. Wow. You have a lot of (laughs) (laughs) self-growth words. And ultimately, no matter what happens, you will be okay because even in moments that you're not, you're learning to go with the flow, be patient, and let things fall into place. Maddie Rice? Absolutely. (laughs) Maddie Rice, (laughs) the first guest on Trust Me, I'm a Novice. Thank you for coming in. This is, I hope, the first of many interviews, but we will see. Either way, thank you so much. It's been an honor. Maddie, do you want to give them any handles to follow you on? Oh, sure. Yeah, you can follow my Instagram. I'm president.madison. Oh, baby. And, you know, if you want to follow my work accounts, you can follow East Bank Club on Instagram as well. Yeah, because I run all their social and we have a good time. We will be back next Tuesday. In the meantime, give me a follow at Trust Me, I'm a Novice on Instagram. And I'm on Twitter now. Feel free to shoot me a DM or just let me know what you think about the episode. I am Sammy St. Ledger. Maddie, we are done talking today. Take care. Have a great rest of the day. And would you like to say anything to the listeners? 
I I would love to. I want to say I'm so proud of you, Sammy, because I love this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope everyone keeps in mind that they should definitely trust Sammy and trust me because I am a novice. Boom. (laughs) 